0: It was supposed to be a mid-season break that galvanised a faltering team that was spiralling towards relegation. A chance for players to bond and come together, ready for a survival fight to preserve West Brom's eight-year-long Premier League status. But what transpired left the club on the front page of every newspaper in the country, rather than the back pages, with four senior players having to make public apologies, and supporters left up in arms with their club in disarray. It involved a Big Mac, a stolen taxi, the Spanish police and a mid-season training camp in Tatters. This is the story of Taxigate, five years on. It was early February 2018 and Albion's Premier League status was under huge threat. The previous season, Tony Pulis had lifted the baggies up to 10th in the Premier League table, but he had gone and Alan Pardew was at the helm. However, things hadn't gotten any better. They'd won three times all season and a 3-0 defeat to Chelsea left the baggies bottom, seven points from safety. How to survive? Well, Pardew's answer was a mid-season training camp in Spain, a chance to bring his side together and prepare them for the final assault in their battle for Premier League survival. Some fans, quite rightly, didn't like the idea, but more importantly, neither did some of the players. Reports began to emerge before Albion had even boarded the plane to Spain. Some were said to be not only questioning Pardew's coaching methods, but also his decision to head to Spain where they were in deep, well, you know what. But cutting Pardew a tiny bit of slack, there was some method in it. Thirteen years earlier, Brian Robson took Albion to Florida when they were destined for the drop. As many have said since, the long trip was spent more in the bar than on the grass, but it brought Albion together and they produced the great escape. Here's Paul Robinson, who was part of that squad back in 2005, and he saw the benefits firsthand of a mid-season trip when battling relegation.
1: Not a lot of training, yeah, it was really hot, to be fair, so um, we had to sort of keep ourselves hydrated and (laughs) that was at the bar. Um, But no, I think sometimes when you need to get away from all the negativity in the country totally the opposite side of the world where you know that no one's going to be taking pictures of you no one's going to be pestering you no one's going to be um, getting on your case for saying like you're rubbish and you're not doing your jobs properly we just needed to switch off as a, as a group we went and played golf together we went on little trips together um, we needed that team spirit we needed we needed to understand other. and I think the great thing about it was is that we sat down individually each and got to know each other as a person and I think that was that was the best bit about it, is that we got to know every single person about their families, what their lifestyles were like, how they coped outside of football. We got to know everybody as an individual. And uh, when we come back, that was it. We there was no there was no <laughs> there was no more like sort of getting away from it. This is what we need to do. There's no hiding place. We need to roll our sleeves up and we need to get our head back on this and, and we're gonna stay up. And and that was the mentality we had.
0: So, the story begins, that ultimately ends in fines, front-page headlines and huge embarrassment for Albion. To this day, none of the cab four have actually spoken out about what happened that evening in Spain. They have been asked in interviews in the past what actually went on, but no-one so far has been willing to talk about it. So, for now, we just have to take the word of those who are around at the time, and that's what we'll be doing in this podcast. Here is the former Express and Star Albion correspondent, Matt Wilson, who was covering Albion at the time, I remember some people questioning whether there was actually any point in heading to Spain at all.
2: Yeah, I remember it pretty vividly, actually, because um, I'm pretty sure they beat Liverpool in the Cup at Anfield. And the plan to go to Barcelona initially, um, they hadn't factored in the possibility that they might, be, they might beat Liverpool, because Liverpool were brilliant at that, in that year. Um, so I think Pardew had, had thought, we'll have a good 10 days out there, and then unfortunately they beat Liverpool they essentially had a cup game that they had to they had to play instead so it cut short the Barcelona trip um significantly I think quite a few people at the time were saying well there's no point going now because it's only going to be three days or four days or something rather than oh it was initially supposed to be a warm weather training session and also a bit of a chance for the for the team to to gel um because you would only been there a i think only a couple of months and obviously when he when he first arrived you're then straight into the sort of the busy christmas period so he he was hoping it would be like a chance for him to get all the team together maybe have a bit of a bonding session um but also do some work on the training pitch but actually um yeah that the fa cup uh kind of um kind of changed all that and, and uh, i think that did have an impact because it made it three or four days and it was like we've got to try and cram in as much as we can in those three or four days which yeah, I don't I don't think that helped really
0: So after defeat to Chelsea the players head off to sunny Spain a little bit of warm weather training, some sun and a chance to bond and a chance to take off some of that pressure from the relegation battle back home However before TaxiGate had even hit the week had started off badly for some of the football club Just before the Taxi Gate incident, making it entirely unrelated, Chairman John Williams and Chief Executive Martin Goodman were sacked by Gouch and Lyon, replaced by the returning Mark Jenkins. But if the club officials were hoping that that would be the most negative headline of the week, oh, how wrong they were. With Albion in Spain, not a lot was happening on the ground back in the West Midlands, but rumblings began to appear in the Spanish press. Something was up. Here is Matt to take up the story again.
2: Yeah, so I think we first heard something from the Spanish press Um, on the day the day after the event Um, and and you never know how seriously to take those overseas reports um, until you start sort of phoning around people and and it became apparent quite quickly that there that there was truth in the story and it did have legs Um, obviously people were keeping pretty slim about it because uh, of the at that stage I guess they didn't know what the Ramifications were going to be, um, but yeah, it, it became it became pretty pretty obvious pretty quickly that yeah the, those reports were correct and actually this was a something had, something had happened um, with a taxi and four West Brom players uh, in Spain <laughs> and that that was sort of what we had to go on at the start and then over the sort of next few days few weeks little details kept emerging um but it was uh it I mean as a journalist it was a it was a it was an incredible time because it was it was front page news not just back page news and um yeah it was uh it was I wouldn't say maybe exciting is the wrong word but it, it, it you know you sort of trying to chase down different different avenues I remember on that day calling up trying to call up the hotel um and trying to find out if there's any truth in the story you know you're trying to corroborate the story and being told, you know, oh yeah, the players are staying here, but we can't, we can't comment on anything like that, which sort of tells its own story when you know <laughs> when you get that response. Um, so yeah, that 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 was that was the day of, and then the the sort of and the press conferences with Pardew, with Pardew were just, yeah, it was it was quite unique, I guess, in some ways.
0: Great bottom of the league, and now a mid-season break that has ended in a reported stolen taxi. More details began to emerge through the media in Spain and England over the hours and the days that followed. A source in multiple news stories in England and Spain explained how the players had gone to a McDonald's drive through and left in a cab but without the driver, with a taxi being spotted unattended outside their hotel. Police were then reported to have received a phone call from a stranded driver. It soon transpired what had happened and the police spoke with the players. However, according to Spanish media, they weren't formally arrested and within hours the taxi driver had his cab back. In later news stories, the duty manager of the McDonald's in question that evening spoke about how the players had ordered a Big Mac meal each, four chicken burgers, and the bill was £27.95. Not quite the footballer's diet, is it? As soon as the story broke, the first question on everyone's lips was, who was it? Who was involved? Here is Sam Field, who spoke to the Baggies broadcast last summer. He was travelling with a squad on the trip, and he recalled at the time and described how some fingers were being pointed in certain directions.
3: Well, the way the club had released it, they'd gone like four players have been, of obviously, of what happened. So, obviously, everyone's guessing, going, it's got to be the young lads. It's got to be. So, I was getting lots of messages going, was it you? Was it you who did it? I'm like, no, <laughs> I was in bed by half eight. Were you yeah. like, I wish it was me. But I'm not that. I'm too boring for that, honestly.
0: <laughs> it wasn't long before the Albion players released a statement and fessed up. Who was it? Surely it could be some rogue youngsters. But, no. A Premier League record appearance holder, a multiple Premier League winner, an England international, and an experienced goalkeeper. Matt recalls here in the news and how stunned he was. This this just compounded all the misery. And um,
2: I remember thinking at the time, you know, when the play, name of the players came out, that's what shocked me the most because it it was like it was the club captain, the vice captain, um. Gareth Barry, who was at that stage, you know, the Premier League's all-time record appearance maker, and then the senior goalkeeper in Boaz Myhill. So, you know, you just think there's four of the most senior players at the club are uh, behaving like that, and that was probably the most shocking thing. It was sort of that the, who it was rather than
0: um, anything else. Soon after, the players released a statement. And made their apologies. In the statement they said they wanted to take the opportunity to apologise to their teammates, the head coach, the club and the supporters of the events that have been subject to widespread negative publicity. And they wanted to come out and give a statement out of respect for their teammates who had otherwise could be implicated by association. So the story was out. Albion were in the mud both on and off the pitch. More details and stories would come out over the following days about the police being involved. And potentially Albion players facing the music back in Spain. There were even talk about sanctions in Spain and possibly community service. Imagine that. Four Premier League players in a relegation battle having to jet off to Spain to clean the streets and do community service. Overall it transpired that it was a prank gone wrong rather than a malicious incident.
2: Yeah, essentially, as I said, it was it it, it was a case of a prank gone wrong. I, I think when you when you talk about them stealing a taxi, um it sounds potentially more um, reckless than it was, <laughs> but um, but obviously they they made a mistake and did something pretty stupid, and um, and so it was probably good, I guess, for them and, and for the club that they they didn't face any further ramifications in
0: Spain. And looking back, Sam Field looks at it with a smile on his face.
3: Now it's funny. But obviously, you couldn't laugh at the time. But it was very funny hearing stories about it, obviously. That's all I'll say.
0: Back in England, Pardew faced a grilling from the press as Albion launched an investigation. But in the end, it didn't need much investigating. Over in Spain, the case against the cab four was dropped with Spanish media reporting that the taxi driver did not want to press charges. Another story began to emerge in the media that prior to TaxiGate and completely unrelated, Pardew himself had actually lost his wallet on the trip to Barcelona. Here's Matt again talking about that press conference, which saw some journalists chasing Pardew for answers, literally chasing.
2: There were some rumours flying around at the time that he'd, um, I think, lost his uh, wallet on the trip as well, and uh, which did eventually get reported, I think. Um, but it was... <laughs> When you do a press conference the the you have this sort of sky tv cameras and the, and the broadcast cameras go first and then and then the written journalists go next um and so so sky went and asked their questions um and obviously they grilled him quite as they should and and, and quite fairly but then this rumor that pardew had, had lost his his wallet on on the uh on the trip as well i I don't know if it was on the same night or not but maybe it was it was probably i mean it was definitely a different event because he wasn't involved in the taxi thing but um you know that was sort of something that a few of us were trying to pin down so we sort of chased him out the room (laughs) afterwards tried to corner him and, and and ask him about that um so yeah it was it was it was a fun time to be honest to to be a journalist but you you had to be you had to be pretty um careful uh to make sure that you you were being accurate as well with what you were with what you're reporting yeah yeah get, i do, like, an I, do remember, I can't i do you know what i can't remember to be honest <laughs> i i i i feel like he i feel like he said no but then i'm pretty sure it came out in the end so i i, I can't remember whether he whether he confirmed it maybe maybe he did at the time i genuinely can't remember i just remember running out Running out the, the, the door to try and grab him. That was
0: that's <laughs> Back home, they did face punishment, though, with fines ending up totalling almost half a million pound, according to reports. I've had some expensive McDonald orders in my time, but nothing close to that. Days later, Evans and Barry started in the FA Cup defeat to Southampton. Pardew needed results, and he needed his best players, regardless of what had gone on. The story of Taxigate soon began to disappear, and it was back to the doldrums and defeats week after week. Form was going bad going into the cab for fiasco but according to Matt this was just a fuel on Albion's relegation fire. In terms of in terms of the impact it had on
2: on Albion I don't think that can be underestimated because I'm pretty sure that they lost sort of like in the next eight or nine games and any glimmer of hope of staying up completely went after that event and you know it was just Kind of um, indicative of the of the culture and the,
0: the chaos that, that
2: presided under Pardew's disastrously
0: short reign, to be honest. And for Pardew, well, he hung on for a little while longer. Well, a lot longer. Another two months, in fact.
2: And it was every week after every game, because they were losing every single game, um, we would be, it would be like, right now nah, is definitely the week where he's going to get sacked. Pardew has to go this week. And he just didn't, he just, he just stayed on way too long. Um, and I'll always remember that because it, it was kind of a case of, well, we've accepted we're down. And um, actually when he, when he eventually left and Darren Moore was put in charge, we were on that inc- incredible run where we beat, you know, three of the top six and nearly stayed up. Um, and that really re- you know, galvanized the club really. Um, But you just wonder if if Pardew had gone a little bit earlier, they may have stayed up that year. Um, But you never know, do you? I mean, the players were probably playing like that because they didn't have any pressure on them because they thought they were down anyway. So, um, you know, you you don't know. But um, I do remember for about nine or ten weeks not really getting a weekend or a Sunday at all because you were sure he was going to be sacked. And he never was. (laughs) And <laughs> not until it was way too late.
0: Looking back on the incident now, it would be interesting to know how those in the squad actually view it and actually viewed it at the time. Now, any normal person looking back at it could see it was an awful idea, but that is with the, with the benefit of hindsight. Here's Sam Field again.
3: I can understand why he did it, to try and boost morale and just change change the, the way day-to-day was running, just mix it up and freshen it up a bit. So I understood that. Yeah, obviously, looking back at it now, hindsight's a wonderful thing. It was probably the worst decision, you know, we could have made. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. I, uh, you know, <laughs> it, looking back, it doesn't look great. If it had the reaction it could have had, then people wouldn't have battered an eyelid mm. about it. But I think because what happened happened, yeah, um, yeah, it doesn't look great.
0: So there we have it. A tale that on the face of it is now funny, but at the time made international headlines for all the wrong reasons. Will we ever hear from those involved the proper tale? Will we hear the warts and all story of Albion's Taxi Gate?
2: Oh, I'm sure we will. I mean, you know, as I said, it's not, it's not a case of they went out to steal a taxi. It's a case of they tried to play a prank on the driver. It went wrong. Um... So i'm sure i'm sure that in the future they'll i won't say they'll be dining out on that story because you don't know some of them might feel quite embarrassed about it but i'm sure um you know they will be it it will come out um from from the relevant people um but it's ultimately up to those up to those four men isn't it how they feel about it um i think time heals all wounds though doesn't it so um i'm, I'm sure in the future one one of them may
0: may reveal what happened. It still remains to be seen whether we will ever hear the true story of what happened in Barcelona that evening. Two of those in question, Johnny Evans and Jake Livermore are still playing, Livermore at Albion, Boaz Maill is a coach at Albion's academy and Gareth Barry is enjoying his well-earned retirement. But for a couple of weeks in February 2018, they were involved in arguably the most bizarre story in the club's history, if not Premier League history. I've been Johnny Jury and this has been TaxiGate five years on